0: dishers welcome to the weekly dishes is the happy thanksgiving show happy thanksgiving -Thanksgiving. (laughs) pre-thanksgiving pre-thanksgiving but this is technically the thanksgiving show because this is where the day that we talk about all things feast and fun and fabulosity and i'm stephanie march
1: i'm stephanie hansen
0: and we are so excited that you're with us today dishers because this is just like the super bowl for cooks it is the super bowl
1: for cooks and i was thinking about we have so many things to talk about, but really? I I want to lead off with, with Stephanie March wrote a great piece About sort of foreign born American chefs that are now
0: living here and sort of what their celebrations are. Well, imagine if you were so we all think about our Thanksgivings, right? And this is, we're going to talk a lot about traditions and things you love and stuff. What if, and that, that, like those Thanksgiving memories come from years and years and years of Thanksgiving that you have built up in your body and your brain and your family. What if you had your first Thanksgiving when you were 30 years old? Think about that. Yeah, because like you didn't you just have came anything. To this country and yeah. you didn't know. You didn't know. And all of a sudden people were like, "Oh, there's this day and we all sit around and eat a lot of food." And and we just and do that. Why? And and <laughs> the biggest thing so the biggest thing so we talked to you, you know, four different people from different countries who had come to America and experienced Thanksgiving, you know, Billy Saranbat who is the, uh, Mongolian chef. We had, uh, we talked to Nico Giroux, the French wine guy. Um, we talked with, uh, Bellon, who is, uh, from Cabotro and, um, and then, uh, John and Lena from Zenbox, you know? And then what I thought was funny about it, they like each talked about their experience. And
1: then Melissa from El Burrito, who's our show sponsor. Yeah. She was like, you know, we like put mole on turkey like she had her own spin and like her mom, they make a lot of times uh, they made turkey when they came here mm-hmm. with mole. So they Mexicanized it. But yeah. then they also do like a pork leg pernil, which is sort of a custom in Mexico for a big feast. Mm-hmm. So she was like, don't forget the, the mole on your turkey. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, it's so it's so different. right? Yeah. Like you just you come to a new land and you incorporate the new lands traditions as well as your
0: own and you kind of hack it, it together yeah. and then it becomes yours well and and i think just even the funny <laughs> the biggest thing that it seemed that everybody said was they came from these other countries and they came down to sit <laughs> the feast and they're like what is that big chicken on the table like it was across the board they were all like they were by the size of the turkey Turkey. that came out and their cultures they don't have turkey even as a protein like it's not part of like that's a food which is weird they don't eat why don't they have it's just not native to their land Turkeys don't forage there Yeah. yeah and so they didn't that just wasn't their part of their heritage and so like can you imagine if someone was like look at this giant warthog we eat you know and you're like what what? Is what? This I mean dog? I understand pain, like pork but what like is this what crown is this? roast of pork. Yes. That we <laughs> I mean so I mean they are all the same and then I I don't remember who said it was like they were like oh and you get to carve the turkey at the table and they was like why on earth would I do that? Like yeah. why would we do that? There's the a re- carcass, There's a kitchen the- that we should be carving thing. Why would we do it at the table? Like th- it's a body you're disassembling and I mean, it was it was it was my it was one of my most fun articles to write because of just interviewing them. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun, so that was good. Um, before we actually dive into all things Thanksgiving, and by the way, you guys, the phone lines are going to be open all show. So 651-641-1071. And uh, just if you want to hang out, if you want to have some, if there's tips and tricks you want to offer, if there are questions that you are dying to get answered before we, we get into this whole feast thing next week, we are here for you. If you are in a panic about where to eat. Mm -hmm. We've got, yeah, we've got restaurant options for you, too. Uh, We do have Chef Scott Pampu calling in later in the show, and he's going to talk a little bit about, we're going to make him answer to some of the trends that are happening in town. And then, you guys, in the second hour, we have the lovely Lynn Rosetto Casper on the phone. And so, this is a woman who has, of course, done the Splendid Tables Turkey, you know, Thanksgiving show for years and years and years, and now that she's retired, we get her. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are lucky to have her. So we're going to have her on the show or later this show. Um, but first, I wanted to talk about a, a couple housekeeping things to wrap up because you and I both did some stuff this week and I think people were, were excited to hear about it. So I wanted to touch base on it. Um, the first thing that we did, we did together was we we went to Crooners. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that either of us had been to Crooners, which is in uh, Friendly Fridley and right off of Central. And it's a supper club that has live music in it. So we
1: We had a really good time. We saw Erin Schwab, who's our friend from Fox, and she is just spectacular. Oh, my God. If you love, like, dinner theater and the Chanteuse and somebody with a big voice who's hilarious and funny and keeps it moving, it was such a great show. And we, did a, we recorded a podcast, which was a little weird, because we were kind of eating, and then different people were coming in and sitting down with us, but we just kept recording. It, w- it was released on Wednesday, if you want to hear that, on our second helping. It's pretty sweet. Oh, good. Yeah, we talked with Mary T., who is the owner of Crooners, and sort of how she ended up with the she restaurant. She kind
0: of fell into owning a restaurant, yeah, and she and has a whole a other story. day job. Yeah. You know? But it was great. Yeah. And so, you know, they have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Got a lot of holiday shows and jazz things coming up. So I, we just kind of recommended the food. I got to say was just, you know, your basic supper club stuff. Don't yep. go expecting anything spectacular. I had a good lamb shank. But yeah, it, it was it, it was solid. So I would definitely say that. Drinks were lovely. Um, okay, the other thing I did was I went to the sugar factory. And I know that a couple of people were wondering people about are that. are freaking
1: out about how to get into this place. Is there like a reservation system no, or something? I mean, there
0: is. But I think they just, I don't think their phone lines are up. Okay. I think that was the problem is that they had some phone issues actually at the place so people couldn't call but honestly you could walk by you could just go <laughs> get out of your car and <laughs> you go just, into the Mall of America yeah, you have to kind of just go and, and I mean that's that's maybe the best thing about the Mall of America is like if they say it's a two hour wait you have things to do <laughs> yeah get a pager you, you can go and run oh, they around they text and you now they don't even page you how 1986 19- was know, that a pager um, although I don't necessarily want them to have my phone number, so I often ask for the pager. Oh, so you're one of those. I am. I don't need you having my phone number. Um, but it was interesting. It's definitely a. It's definitely a Las Vegas property. Property. Yeah. <laughs> concept. It's. It is. It is sugary. It's crazy. The drinks we had these huge bubbling, frothy goblets, which are thirty two dollars per goblet, which again sixty four ounces of. Booze and such—they're um, fun. Uh, you know what it is? It's fun. You know what it isn't? It's not delicious. <laughs> I can see—it's see. just, just not delicious. And
1: I can see like going in there and doing my Instagram story and yeah. la la. I don't know.
0: Sliders—the little baby sliders that had multicolored buns. Those were fun and they were good.
1: And I can see doing it with kids, like yeah. Ellie. But think you, would you give your kid like
0: a thirty to, or twenty-five dollar goblet of sugar juice? No. Okay. No. So maybe a milkshake. The milkshakes were cheaper. They were like probably. 12 bucks.
1: I'd probably get a milkshake. The
0: milkshakes were good. Which has as the much The actual sugar, milkshake was good. I wouldn't, have, I didn't want to eat any of the stuff around it. It's but all. But then I'm like, why don't I just go get a really good milkshake somewhere? Yeah,
1: because when was the last
0: time you did that? I know. Well, I like Frosties. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly. I
1: cannot eat Frosties. You know why? Because in summer, I leave like, during the summer, we'd get them on the way up to the cabin sometimes yeah. and we'd leave them like in the car and then we'd go to the cabin for the weekend because oh, we'd park right. our car somewhere and take a boat over yeah. and then we'd take the boat back and we'd be packing up the car and the frosty would still like literally Ew. be there Ew. in a frosty format. But it wouldn't be cold. No, but it would look kind of like a frosty two to three days later. Well, did you expect it to be like all molded? No, stuff? but it made me never want to oh. eat one again because yeah. what is it doing in your stomach?
0: Well, it's breaking down. Sit, sitting in the air and sitting in your body are two different, very different. I things. don't know. There's a Just lot of chemicals clear, to make. You that have thing. more chemicals in your body. <laughs> Those are the good chemicals. Those are my. Those probiotics. are the good. Chemis. The probiotics. All right. So you went to the Celeste Hotel. I did. How was I did. it? I was. I was excited to hear about it. Beautiful, like very
1: beautiful, um, little place to meet for a drink. It's next to the Fitzgerald Theater. Okay. Very beautiful bar. You're probably not going to go there a lot. That's what I feel. Yeah. Like, there were a bunch of two tops, a nice marble bar, and the room is beautiful. And then there's, like, a long communal table in the middle that has tables on or chairs on either side. Like, a table for 24, probably. Oh. But, like, you're at a bar. Who wants to sit at a table of 24? Yeah. Like you're sitting well, like in a the, cafeteria. The ends
0: will be sitting. The ends, both ends, will be taken, and then some random humans will sit. Like right yeah, in the middle, it was but. weird like that. And
1: then there were three of us, so we couldn't sit at the two top. If we wanted to sit at the bar, if you're with, there's only like eight seats at the bar, right? Like or? maybe more than that, but okay. not much more.
0: So you know, it's a boutiquey little thing. Yeah, it's not really it's meant real to pretty. be. Yeah,
1: and if you want to stay there or have like a night on the town and do a staycation, it would be fantastic. Huh. Okay. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to go and drink in a cozy environment, I'm probably still going to go to the St. Paul Hotel. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But it's beautiful. Check it out.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, yeah,
1: it was It was kind of like the, uh, it was a good place to have a, a French 75, put okay. it that way.
0: All right. I think that works out. I think that checks out, too. Uh. All right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the show the thanksgiving show and so again phone lines will be open 651 we already have one question
1: stephanie 1071 where and you're gonna answer it because i know you do this and i actually don't but i feel like a fraud because i don't
0: okay well also i'm gonna let you know that there is a uh there is a question up on the facebook page i wanted to ask you two things one you either either and or you can do both is to give us your most controversial hot take you know, we love our hot takes here on the show. And that would be like salad for Thanksgiving, yes or no? Right.
1: Some people think salad's controversial at Thanksgiving. I just asked my sister, "Are we having salad?" She was like, "No, all caps."
0: No. Yeah, we that are. Salad. Is- How about soup? That's also controversial. It is, but because delicious. it's like a soup course is very hard to execute and also it has to come before so that means you can't really have your yeah. other stuff so that's very controversial the other one is if you don't want to be controversial which i understand you can tell us what you're most looking forward to and for me of course it's eating that first turkey sandwich at 11 p.m over the sink all right we're Drunk. gonna take a quick break <laughs> <laughs> we will be Just right gonna back say. yeah with lots of mayonnaise all right we'll be right back this is the week the dish we're brought to you by el Burrito mercado
1: Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Weekly Dish Thanksgiving show. The phone lines are open, 651-641-1071. You can call anytime, even if we're talking, we'll take a break, we'll take your call. We are just the, uh, we are the filler today, you are the guests. So if you have questions or you need help with anything, just give us a shout, 651-641-1071 and let us know. Um, Stephanie, a call did come in okay. about what was your favorite turkey brine?
0: Yeah, I. so I always did this black tea and orange uh, bourbon brine. That's kind of been the most successful brine that I've used. And um, it, it is literally like I remember taking all of these, those twinings, you know, orange pico black tea and then orange slices, a mm-hmm. bunch of bourbon, a ton of salt and just mixing it all up together and then dunking the old bird right and do you think you can taste that Uh, you know what it's it's been different i can tell you that i think it's weird that i think some years it has been where i was like wow this is a a much juicier but also a much more like flavorful not like i can taste the bourbon and the tea in the turkey but i don't ever i've never in my entire life basted a turkey nor will i ever and so that is something that i was like remembering that that brine was that had to be a part of it you know um so but i and then there's other years where i'm like i don't know i don't really notice a difference maybe i've bought a better bird and so the bird was good enough i don't know i feel like a fraud because i've never brined a turkey i don't well i just don't put out turkeys that have worked then you're not a fraud well golden
1: fig they have like that's where i'm going to be picking up my turkey on wednesday and they have all the brining mix yeah and by the way if you have a frozen turkey right now If you want to be giving it, it's like one day for every four to five pounds in the refrigerator. To to thaw. To thaw. So if you have like a 20-pound turkey, that bird needs to be starting to come to your refrigerator temperature.
0: Yeah. Um, If you're, yeah, there's, yeah, that's true. So, you know, someone asked us a question on Facebook a couple weeks ago about if those frozen birds are already brined. And I remember saying, no, not unless they specifically, but I think what I and I get and it took me a little while to understand. Technically, yes, they have a salt solution injected because that helps the freezing process that makes it so that they're not crystallizing, you know, in the actual uh, tissue. So when you, so that when you, un, you know, you, when you thaw them, they're not as, you know, that's kind of a good still supple meat. But that's not the same as a brine to me. So do they have a salt solution injected? Most likely, if they have the butterballs from t- Cub and the rest. But it, to me, a brine is really like an herbed and flavored salt solution. So that's why
1: I was saying they aren't. 651-641-1071. If we have any questions, feel free to call and ask.
0: I don't know where I got that orange tea bourbon. I'm trying to, because f- I don't. Google I it. I found it. I, but I just didn't. I only found one on the Food Network, and I'm not sure that that's the same one. Okay, line.
1: I will find it in the break. I
0: know it. I saw it. I sent it to someone like a week ago. Okay,
1: yeah. If um, you could find and it, because we can post
0: it. Oh. oh, excellent. Okay, I put it so, somewhere.
1: With that said, while we're waiting for your call, six five one six four one one zero seven one, I want to do something kind of weird and tell you about the hacks that you can get from your technology people. If you have like an Alexa or a Google assistant, there's so many things you can do. Do you want to know? Like, I I'm mean... just going to give you some Alexa hacks. Okay. okay? All right. And I've enabled all of these and been playing with them. It's hysterical. Okay. Okay. There's an Alexa instant pot skill. Yeah. Okay. So you just, say, you ask instant pot pressure cooker friendly recipes, Alexa. Give me a recipe for the instant pot for chicken, and she like goes, well, blah blah blah. You can blah 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 with the blah blah blah. It's funny. Okay, it's hilarious. I'm okay. I'm here. How about ingredient substitutions? I'll ask uh, Alexa. You're probably making people's things like goes off right now when you're saying that. <laughs> ask uh, Alexa what can I use instead of buttermilk? Oh, and Alexa would be like, well, you could use milk with plain yogurt or sour cream, right? Okay, uh, Alexa, what <laughs> wine can I pair with my turkey for Thanksgiving?
0: She'll give you a list, uh, Alexa. I'm gonna punch Alexa. This is the thing with her—like, you can have a nice Beaujolais. I know I can do Beaujolais. I know,
1: Alexa. How many tablespoons are in a quarter cup?
0: Okay, that I would be because if you're um, like those having Google- a recipe or doubling yeah. a recipe. But um, does she have to speak to you in such condescending tones all the time? <laughs> I mean, does it have to be like this? Like, don't you want to flicker? Maybe if it was like a British, can you can you enable like a British like pop star's voice so she can give you some sassy tips and tricks?
1: Here's one that you would use for sure. Okay, Alexa, ask Epicurus. Alexa, by the way, do you notice that? Okay, go ahead. Ask Epicurus how long to roast a coffee cake. Ask Epicurious how to make a steak. Ask Epicurious. Like, I'm already wanting to punch goes- you right now. <laughs> like I
0: already, this whole voice thing makes me want to punch you. I'm not kidding you. I'm having Alexa, like, tell me how to make an old fashioned Alexa, please be a Stepford wife. No, thank you. Have no originality. Have no vermin viv. I don't okay. know. I don't know. Here's I- another one. Okay. That's
1: okay. This so is bad. Stephanie talking. Sorry. That's okay. Bad. Stephanie's making me laugh. Okay. That's my whole point. Okay. You can like say, Alexa, start the timer. Give me 30 minutes.
0: Oh. So like okay, if you're so making a pie. Okay, so it's an extra timer. Yeah. And then what does she do? She, does she go, hey, trashy whore over there with your <laughs> glass of wine. Put it down. Your pie's about to burn. No, I don't <laughs> think she know? Could Alexa she? is calling me a trashy whore. But that would but be fun though. If you could enable it. It really
1: would be. I know. Now, I know you are a wordsmith. You are going to like this one. Okay. Google Assistant can play Mad Libs with you. Oh, okay. See, this is right up your alley. It allows players to create funny stories by filling in the blanks, and then Google they ask for noun, adverbs, adjectives, and then it reads the story back to you. Okay, that's kind of fun. Okay, that's fun. This funny. one, uh, you can play, and I actually have these set up on my phone. Would you rather for family? <laughs>
0: So, so like you not, can be at the this is not table. a thing that should be recorded by Alexa. an AI. Do you understand this is a problem? Here's my robot conspiracy theories. They're gonna come all crashing in on this. Totally, and it's gonna start at
1: my house. My yes. house is gonna be like because I'm always Alexa Alexa, start a shopping
0: list. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, wait, we do have a phone call. Okay, do you wanna great. take a phone call quickly? Yeah, for sure. All right, Jamie is on the line. Jamie, what is your phone call today about? Hi, um,
2: I just have kind of a philosophical question about Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, Um,
0: Stephanie
1: March is your
2: gal. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. I I know this is really directed at you. So I'm 39 and I have never made Thanksgiving dinner before, not even a pie. And but I like to cook, but I just I feel like it's kind of you know the elders who do Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. So at what point in my life should I should I like take that off?
0: Should you, you, at what point in your life should you take it all over and do it yourself? You're saying, or? Yeah, or like, like what age should I feel like I, I should know how to cook a turkey? (laughs) I love it. How about now? (laughs) How about right now? I think, okay, here's the thing. I have a friend who lives, who just moved to Colorado, and she, uh, is making it, there's Thanksgiving for the very first time herself. And I just told her she should watch this movie. Have you ever heard of this movie? It's called Pieces of April. And it's from the 90s. Katie Holmes is a woman who has this New York apartment and she's making Thanksgiving dinner for the first time for her whole family. Now, she said little 20-something punker, but it is is—it is really an ode to anybody who is terrified to cook the Thanksgiving meal for the first time. And I'm just saying oh, that every awesome. time you do it, time you do it is the right time.
2: Okay, perfect. Is, is it like a Hallmark family movie? No, it's actually oh my a God. good movie. It's hysterical.
0: <laughs> she drops the turkey at least twice and oh. they still eat it. Yeah, it's amazingly funny and very heartwarming because it really is about like the giving of the gift of cooking a meal for someone and how sometimes that's hard to receive. <laughs>
2: Okay, cool. Well, thanks. That's a great place to start. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks, Jamie. I love
0: philosophical it. Philosophical Thanksgiving. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We do have Kelly on the line. Kelly, hang on because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have you. Uh, we're going to chat you up. So we'll be
1: if you've got questions and you want to get on the line.
0: Okay, we'll be right back. Weekly Dish. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Thanksgiving show. I have to tell you, we are lucky to have Chef Scott Pompu on the phone with us. Are you there, Scotty boy?
3: yes i am good morning
0: <laughs> it's my favorite name of all time i get to say it how i want the to say pam-poozle. the Pampoozle. the pamphoozle you right.
3: can, you can as as per usual <laughs> pronounce it however you like you got verbed, <laughs> like you got pampooed.
0: yeah you're like a yeah. you're like a verb now at this point so
3: <laughs> when yeah when people meet me they pronounce my name and i'm like oh you must have listened oh to you're a weekly disher <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to set the record straight right now on how to say your name no. Okay, good. No,
3: I'm good.
0: No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, of course, is a friend of the show and has been on the show, has co-hosted before, has been on a Thanksgiving show also in the past, um, yes. and you are the chef at Four Bells right now, currently, and you're just Correct. cooking up a storm,
3: right? Uh, Sure. Yeah. We're cooking up a crazy Southern-inspired storm.
0: Okay, good. And the holiday market and
1: holodazzle is right out there. It starts, well, it already started. It started, no. didn't it start yesterday? Nope. It starts on, nope. nope.
0: Does it? It doesn't start till uh, I thought holodazzle start sure till li- Black, Black Friday. Black
3: Friday. Black Friday. Okay, great. Because it's yeah. gonna
1: be super fun. There's lots of fun things and it's awesome to go to Four Bells, have a drink, go to Holodazzle, walk around, and then go back to Four Bells, have another drink and eat some dinner.
3: And okay. you know what's even more fun about what? this is we are opening for Saturday brunch every Saturday from holodazzle small business Saturday to up until the Saturday before Christmas.
1: Oh, That's wow. amazing. And
3: you- Sunday brunch, but we're going to open Saturday brunch as well. So
1: That's amazing.
0: Cool. Okay, guess what? We have uh, two callers on the line who have some questions, and I wanted to get you queued up so that we could, in case you had some good answers for them. So let's start with Rebecca. Is that what we're going to start with? We're going to start with Rebecca. Do you have, a, you have a good question about Thanksgiving, Rebecca?
2: I do. So I usually make like a bunch of little mini Thanksgiving dinners, and take them to the homeless. Oh, nice. Well, but I'm lazy this year. I'm just going <laughs> to own it. Um, and I don't have the time to cook it all, and you know, package it all up. Are there any places that have like smaller
0: size dinners? To you mean, like to purchase and give, or yeah, like that? I can just throw in the microwave, heat up, and then take them out.
1: Boston Market. Oh,
2: really?
0: Really? Yep. Where is there a Boston Market? Roseville. There's also one in Richdale. Okay. They've got
1: a whole, and it would be all packaged up. Really? And I also think you could go online to Honey Baked Ham, because I think they have a ham situation that would be kind of similar.
0: Okay. But I would also even just look at, like, Lund's Byerly's. I know that they have those meal kits, you know, that you can purchase, even, like, Whole Foods, those little ones. You could easily just heat those babies up and take them out. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay all right well then you
3: rebecca seriously so so can i just say at the end of the day yeah her definition of lazy
0: yeah i know by the way,
3: way cooler <laughs> than any of our definitions of lazy so nice
0: work she's doing something she's and cawing herself cawing lazy for the homeless yeah. and she's lazy let's a yeah. round of applause for rebecca seriously that's amazing yes. <laughs> all right kelly kelly is on the line kelly 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 what's your question Hey, I'm sorry. Um, I hate to disappoint. It's not like a traditional
2: Thanksgiving question. That's okay. I was just wondering <laughs> what we're doing is um we really love prime rib and so it's not going to necessarily be like on the holiday, but we're just looking for like the best restaurant to go for just a super traditional prime rib.
0: Ooh, super traditional prime rib restaurant. Yeah. I, I want to say mm-hmm. I know. Nothing well, Scott, do you guys fancy. don't have prime rib, do you? Say that again?
3: Um we as as far as as far as prime rib, we just sold it last night as a special. Oh, really?
0: That's <laughs> yeah. funny, oh, man. I know. I can tell you some <laughs> and, places.
3: And, yeah, go ahead because I I want to know these places too. I know, I'm right? A um, for prime rib.
1: <laughs> so usually, Manny's, JD Hoyts, Jack's, yeah. Axel's, yeah. St. Paul Grill, all have it on, on the menu. <laughs> Yeah. All uh, axles in Mendota. I would say no to axles. Oh, I like it there. But they oh, all have it on the menu, hon.
0: Also, what doesn't Lexington have prime rib? I feel like they do. They might have it as a special. Or like it's on a not Sunday a night thing. Yeah. Okay. But Jack's definitely, for sure. Manny's always does. Yep. Yeah. All right.
2: Okay, well, that's a great place to start. Thank you so
1: much. Thanks, Kelly. I Callie. would go to Jack's because it's an old school spot. Oh. It's fun. I think I just hung up on Scott. <laughs> you can get, I would go to Jack's, honey. I should stop calling you honey. Sorry, that's patronizing. But go to Jack's because it's fun. It is old school. You can get a uh, pink squirrel after the meal or one of the, uh, what are the green ones called? The grasshoppers. Grasshopper. Or Brandy don't Alexander. Do that. No,
3: yes, do don't
1: it. do it. Do it.
0: <laughs> don't do it during the holidays. Why? Do it in January. Bad Stephanie is not welcome on the Thanksgiving show okay why <laughs> thanksgivings are not just we're not we're Rockwell good people we're not norman rockwell here people we are normal humans which means we're gonna fight with our families we're gonna te- we're have disagreements oh, with our we're sisters we're fighting with our families that's what we're doing all right scott are you back sorry i hung up on you oh no that's
3: fine it's just you know, pretty much normal pretty no much normal for you
0: okay, i, I want to ask you some fun i want i want you to help with some fixes like when things actually this is a great thing when things go wrong You know, how do you fix things? Like, what if you have... Gluey
1: mashed potatoes. Okay, good. Like, they're over... They just are like glue.
0: Yeah, how do you fix that?
3: (sighs) Yeah, you over... Basically, you over whipped or over mixed and built up the starch. Um, So, first thing, um, if you're going to do mashed potatoes, I don't imagine a lot of people have a... uh, cami, which is basically just a big like sifting screen, um, which you could press them through and then you never really have the problem of gluey mashed potatoes. But no, you know, really the only thing you can do at that point um, is just try and loosen them up as much as I'd like to say you could, you know, loosen it and then thicken it again with, uh, you know, a cornstarch or something like that. You know, I've seen I've seen the trick of if they're gluey, you add a little more heavy cream or a little more butter. That'll help break down the starch, oh. and that's why it's gluey. Some people have used a trick um, which might work. I'm not going to say this is the absolute end-all, be-all, but if they do get too loose at that point, add some instant mashed potatoes just to absorb that additional liquid and pull yeah, it back oh, together Yeah, my has to do
1: that. Oh, so, that's smart. But,
3: yeah, it really comes down to the starch. I mean... At the end of the day, people, it's better to have lumps than to try and have that super smooth whipped glue fact, you know, glue yeah. factory on your plate. Okay, so that's good. Yeah.
0: What What do you do if you have? Uh, if, have you ever had to fix like a dry bird? Like when you cut into it and you realize how dry it is.
3: Uh, you know, gravy and <laughs> stock at it's, that point yeah. is your is your best friend. Um, Yeah.
0: Somebody was saying putting it like in a baking dish and pouring like a chicken or like turkey stock or whatever and covering it and baking it quickly for like at 350 for 10 to 15 minutes might help.
3: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even go that far. I would just slice it really thin and get your stock, you know, boiling on the stove and pour it over and almost just let it rest.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Baking it, baking it more. Yeah, you don't want to heat it up. maybe. Yeah, exactly. You just want it to get you know, you want to get some moisture into it. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. You know, it depends on how uh, savvy your guests are. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, how many times have we seen that beautiful brisket that's been roasted and it looks amazing and you put it in your mouth and, you know, three bites in, you're just like, oh, this is bone dry. This is overcooked. So <laughs> it's, it's it's tough to go backwards on that one.
1: Yeah, so. I think, too, serving it on top of the gravy. So you put the gravy on your platter. And then you slice and arrange your turkey on top of the gravy. Sure. Oh. So sure. every piece can't really not have a little gravy on it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. If it's well, dry. I just think uh, yeah. I just think also. I mean, uh, you know, in, in those situations, having that sort of bath of turkey stock at the ready is never a bad thing. That's a oh, good you know. idea. Good That's tip. a good tip. Um, tip. Hot tip. Yeah.
0: I like that. Okay. What about uh, mushy Brussels sprouts? Like, overly overly done. Is there any way to fix that?
3: No. No. Oh, no. Throw no. them away. Right. 651-641-1071. <laughs> no, one, one, what you should do... No. It, it, ultimately, at that point, what you, what you should do is just take them, chop them up, and then they can go into... You know, uh, a sauce or a dressing yeah. like the next day for salad a or gratin. something like that just to retain them. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, you could go that route. Take leftover, um, you I know, if there's any leftover more, vegetables.
1: You just put yeah, a little cream, point, little breadcrumbs. i yeah. maybe make I'll a let you guys
0: bread. argue this one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. But I did want to say, you guys, uh, you want to talk quickly about what you guys are doing for New Year's Eve?
3: Um, yeah we 're doing a we 're doing a supper club we're we are going we are going to break from the four bell southern charm for one magical night and get back to kind of our uh northern roots and um I have been a sucker for supper club food for a long time and I just think it it 's going to be a great fun night it 's going to be uh prime rib uh we're gonna do shrimp cocktail we're gonna do bone marrow we're gonna do uh trout almond bean there's gonna be popovers there's gonna be french onion soup and crout all the classics um it's gonna be a la carte we're gonna have a tasting menu option um that you know you can come in and you can make a reservation for but for the most part we just want to you know Celebrate kind of the end of the season and, and if nothing else, the beginning of, uh, the first of the year eating season is like, I, will, I like to call it January, yeah. February and March is just time to eat. Um, so we, we decided to go that route and, you know, we're having a ton of fun with it doing some testing. Um, so in the month of February, or January, or excuse me, December. Come in and get your southern thing and then come join us for a little northern thing little uh, northern. Uh, on New Year's Eve.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay, well, thanks for being here and thanks for being our our chef on call. And uh, <laughs> hopefully you will have a good holiday yourself.
3: As, uh, you, as well as you, ladies. Thank All right. You. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
0: All right. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, you guys, it is the Ask Stephanie portion. and We have two calls waiting and we're going to start. We're just going to queue it up. So we'll be six, right
1: 651-641-1071. One, one, oh, we'll take your calls live.
0: We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. It's the Thanksgiving show. If you want to give us a call, the phone lines are always open, 651-641-1071. We have Jan on the line. Hi, Jan. What's up, Jan? Well, I have a question.
2: I am doing two turkeys this year. Yeah, girl. And my first question is, you know, you see them in the ads anywhere from like 99 cents a pound to 5.99 a pound, Organic you know, just the regular old turkey, is there much difference? And do you get what you pay for, or can you get by with the cheaper ones?
0: I would say that if you... So I ordered mine from my co-op, and I have choices between Ferndale Market and Larry Schultz Organic. And this year, I'm doing a Larry Schultz Organic, mostly because... They called me the other day and said, by the way, we don't have as big a one as you wanted in the Ferndale Market. So I'm fine with that. And I've done an organic one before. I can't say I find the difference between those high-end ones, between the organic and the uh, the Ferndale Market, which is raised naturally. But I do find the difference between those and the ones that are like the butterballs from Cubs and that kind of stuff. So for me, it there's it, there's a it's a difference in the texture of the meat, I guess, is what I think. Okay. Um, and so that's, I find that to be a thing. I don't find that the flavor of turkey varies that much, although the natural unfrozen birds are the ones that, um, that I, you know, that, that I kind of feel like also have, um, they handle cooking better, you know, if you're wanting to do things to it. Like if you're doing like a different kind of a rub or a brine and all that kind of stuff, those kind of birds seem to handle it better than the, You know, like the Butterballs, I guess. Here's Here's what I'll say, too.
1: Usually at a grocery store, the Butterballs are more expensive. They're considered like a premium than the grocery store brand or like Shady Brook, Honeysuckle, those other brands that they serve. I personally think there is no difference between those. Do you?
0: But do you think there's a difference between those and the ones that you order?
1: Okay. Yes, I do. It's in the texture of the meat, just like you said. Yeah, It has a little bit of a gamier flavor in the gravy, I think.
0: If you're Um, using it for gravy.
1: Yeah, but in terms of like if you're standing in the frozen department and you're going to buy a frozen butterball or a frozen honeysuckle or or a frozen genio, yes, I just think they're all the same.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. And then if I'm doing two, am I shooting myself in the foot to try to do them the day before? No. Nope. Or should I do everything I can to bake them both Here's what: cook them both the If day you are of? doing
0: two and you're trying to make sure that you have time and hang out and space and everything else, I, there's a thing about cooking the turkey the day before that I think is, I think turkey is the thing that can be made the day before and then just warmed up. Because of the fact that, um, and I would not cut it, by the way. If you're going to cook them, cook them, but don't slice them until you warm them back up the day before, in my mind. Because you want to let that, you don't want that air to kind of surface to air ratio kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. If they stay in the bird, if you cook your total bird and then you slice it, you know, you warm it up and slice it before. That's a good idea, I think.
1: Ina Garten Mm -hmm. has a great recipe for turkey the day before. Oh, great. It, I, I'll post it on the face on yeah. our uh, Facebook page. It breaks it all down.
0: I also think, by the way, Perfect. one of my maybe controversial hot takes, I don't know if it is or not, but Turkey does not have to be served hot. Nope. Like Turkey can be room temp, so you can even do it like if you're having a afternoon Thanksgiving, do it all in the morning, cut your turkey up and then let it sit and then warm that up that day too okay there's good that no thank you so okay, much. i'm posting you. the
1: make ahead turkey and make ahead gravy on our facebook page right now
0: okay we also have gila who has been patiently waiting on the line hi gila how are you i'm good thank great you. what's your question
2: um, see i was gonna ask i always feel like i struggle with my turkey not being juicy enough and um last year i smoked it for the first time and everybody was happy with it but To me, I just feel like it could have been, you know, juicier, and so I'm wondering if I should stuff it, and if I do stuff it, can I do that in the smoker, you know, or if you guys have other ideas on how to make a really nice, juicy turkey, I would love to hear it.
0: Well, I don't think the stuffing it makes it any juicier. I think the stuffing of it doesn't have a factor in that. The only thing that does is maybe slow it down. You know, there's parts that don't get cooked, I think, as quickly if you have a stuffed bird. Um, I don't... The smoking thing, I think, is it's... uh, How long are you doing it in the smoker?
2: Well, if I... You know, I barely remember last year, but it was... I mean, I don't know. I think I put it in at, like, 4.30 in the morning or something, and it was ready by, like, noon or whatever, and it was almost a 20 pound turkey. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I just felt like it...
0: Do you? Did you dry rub it before you smoked it?
2: Um, I brined it overnight with some kind of, like, mix, pre-mix that I had bought from the store. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really, like, have to do much with I'm it gonna, after, but...
1: I'm going to tell you not to brine it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I think yeah. you're drawing out a lot of that moisture, and what happens in the smoking process yeah, it, is different than then, what happens yeah. in the roasting of the oven process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. it's a different kind of heat, and I think it's just going to be. I think yeah, I think you shouldn't pulling out too much moisture. Yeah.
2: Okay. So just um. Just rub it. Know, just rub it with stuff in the Yep. M- right before. Yeah. Rub it and smoke okay. it. Okay. Okay, but I still have to like rinse it out and stuff, right? Yes. Like, yes. Yes. I, yeah, I would do that same prep. Like just okay. Okay.
1: okay. Let okay. us know how it works yeah, Gila, out. Let us know okay. how
0: it goes. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, ladies. All right, thanks, you guys. For you
1: guys listening, I want to see pictures on our Facebook page of your turkeys.
0: Post them up. All right, we have Kim on the line. Hi, Kim. What's up, Kim?
2: Hi. um, I'm considering brining my turkey this year. Okay. And and when I was starting to learn a little bit about it, I discovered a dry brining
0: process, and I've never
2: heard of it before. Oh, yeah. So it, it seems much easier to me because I don't have... A large enough refrigerator and I don't a cooler want to do a little
1: bit of a little bit of a little bit the a little bit of a little bit she has Workout? brought in all of her <laughs> parchment paper Thanksgiving maps that she uses each year. She has I a stack them. of them. I'll post a picture on our face on our Instagram because mm-hmm. it's hilarious.
0: Right. I write out the entire menu and of what I'm doing. I do seating charts on it. I so do So she notes. went right to her notes. But I remember I started the first time... I've been doing the wet brine, you know, the black tea and the bourbon one. But then in 2017... Yeah. Which is titled, by the way, I give every Thanksgiving a title too, a theme title. This is titled "Anything Can Happen." Um, (laughs) This year, it looks like I did the dry brine, and I said it was, and my notes on how it went said it was rocking, and that the the bird was super juicy. And I remember doing dry brine last year too, and being very happy with it. So, and all you want to do with that is you just it's like a salt rub, and you kind of want to let it, and you want to do a dry brine for at least twenty four hours, I think, before you start cooking
2: fantastic and then do i rinse it like i would a normal brine
0: and you then don't dry it? i don't know. i wouldn't rinse it actually Mm-mm. you just stick it you just that's all you need to do oh okay yeah well thank you all right good luck all right we have Sineva on the line <laughs> hi hi did i say your name right
2: Yes, I'm just calling in to give thanks for good service. We went to Prieto uh, for happy hour on Monday. Yes, and Julian was worked in the bar and he was absolutely phenomenal. Yay,
0: gratitude for service. I love it. Prieto in Lynn Lake, right?
2: Yes, and all their tacos are on their happy hour from two to six, and they were all good. But that smoked brisket taco
3: Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtnduegaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residents 17 Plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 20 and 23.